Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm Krista Ritma and I am your host. I'm so excited for today's episode. I know I always say that. They're always different. They always come at the perfect timing. I have Jordan Younger on my podcast today. If you don't know her, she's the Balanced Blonde on social media, the blogging world. She has books, a whole community, all of the things. She has built an incredible lifestyle brand. And I've had the amazing honor and privilege of working with her for um, a launch over the summer. And now we're in a launch together right now. And I have to say she is one of the easiest and most awesome clients I've ever had the opportunity to work with. And it is because she, two things. One, her ego is not there. She is so trusting in in the process of, of what she does and in the value of what she's putting out there and in herself and in her team and working with her, things just flow. And you always know when things flow as effortlessly as it does working with her that this product is just meant to come into the world. She is epic, epic to work with, makes really interesting and totally spot on business decisions and getting to witness her um, sort of workflow over the past six months has taught me so much. So on this episode, that's what we talk about. Jordan is oftentimes sharing about lifestyle, about her eating, about um, her journey with Lyme disease and different brand partnerships and all this stuff, but she's rarely talking about her business and what a badass she is in business. And so that's what we talk about on this episode today, her intuition, business decisions, authenticity, remaining authentic as a blogger in the social media world, um, pricing, how she decides what to put out there and who to partner with and so much more. We also dive into uh, the haters and how she deals with death threats. Yes, death threats. And she's such an amazing human being. So grateful to know her. So grateful to share this side of her with you, this business badass entrepreneur side of Jordan. And I hope you enjoy it. Jordan Younger is the blogger behind the popular wellness and lifestyle blog, The Balanced Blonde. She started blogging in 2013 and quickly ditched the grad school life for full-time blogging even before her site made a dime. Since then, her blog has turned into a brand, a book, a podcast, and an incredible community of high-vibe humans, as well as retreats and live events around the globe to connect with her readers and listeners. Jordan has found a deep love for poetry, manifestation, and spirituality that she is very passionate about sharing with her community. In late 2017, Jordan fell ill with chronic Lyme disease and her sickness became the catalyst of several major shifts in her life. She is now on the road to healing and knows she is meant to help others heal and become their own healer. I love that. Hi, Jordan. Yay. Hi. Wait, is that from my website? Yeah. Like that sounds like I wrote it, but I also, (laughs) I don't know. I like write things and then I black out. So I just edited it a little bit. It sounds perfect. Well, I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so happy to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you for so long. And it's funny because we talk a lot. Um, We work together, but I always get nervous having a podcast host on the podcast. (laughs) You shouldn't be nervous at all. I'm the most off the cuff podcast host. I never 
prep anything. I just like to have conversations. I know I do too. And that was actually the advice Krista gave me from almost 30 when she came on. She was like, stop researching your guests so much. I thought that was really interesting and really helpful um, because I actually like deep dive for hours into my guests right now and like watch interviews and read articles just to like fully immerse myself. And a big reason why is I don't want to ask them the same questions that they've been asked on like a million interviews. But ever since she said that, it's helped a lot. And the podcast I feel has become more like whatever I'm going through in that moment comes out. I love that. I think there's there's a fine line between both because I think it's amazing to be well-researched and prepared, which often I find myself not very prepared. Um, so I've tried to find a balance there, but I just love having conversations with inspiring people. Yeah. Well, your podcast, it's one of the only podcasts I actually listen to. Um, I've been listening for a long time. I love your podcast and I've been a fan for a long time. And I wanted to start with, I was trying to think today how we met and I finally thought of it. And I don't know if if you remember, but I was working for an email marketing platform as like doing work for them. And... And they were like, we want to do this ambassador program and we want Jordan Younger to like be, you know, someone that we like offer a free template to like, you know, as you are somebody that has a big reach and is highly sought after. And so I reached out to you and then I ended up not working with that company much longer, but I wrote you and was just like, I love your vibe. If you ever want to launch something, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. I thought it because was because you were doing work with Deborah Silverman and Trevor, and I had them both on the podcast. I thought that that's how we may have met at first, but you're totally right. It was years before. Yeah. And then gosh, we, that's crazy. I know. And so we've sort of been in each other's worlds for a while, but then last year, or even two years ago now, Deb and Trevor came on your podcast and I was doing marketing for them. And now it's just all very incestual and we all are one big happy family. Um, yeah, now I don't know yeah. what I would do without you. Well, it's so fun and it worked out perfectly. And I love that, you know, in 2017, we connected right before you were actually diagnosed, like right around that time. And you were like, I have this idea. I want to launch something and it's just not the right time, but you're, you're in my mind. And I was like, okay, great. Like timing's everything. I'm here. I always knew you know, I I really trust that. And then out of the blue, almost a year ago, you were like, it's time. (laughs) Yeah. When I finally moved through all of that, just pain and sickness and with the help of some plant medicine, I was ready. I know you were like, I I had this trip or I I did this ayahuasca thing and and I thought of you. (laughs) It's like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. (laughs) That sounds like me. It's true. And honestly, I created that whole course that we launched together, Waking Back Up to Your Own Soul, completely like in a post-ayahuasca week of still being in the medicine. And I'm so glad I did because I still was very sick. And so after that medicine wore off and that inspiration wore off, I was still going through a lot, but I was able to harness that power from the medicine and all of that inspiration to create that course and turn it into something that I think is so special. And yeah, 
I mean, it was totally channeled. So I can say that it was special because I was just a messenger. I love this with working with you because I think like Clay gets such a kick out of working with you because he's definitely spiritual, but more he's all earth. His chart is like all earth. So like very rational, very grounded, looks at the numbers, you know, all of that stuff. And I'm like, Jordan had this download (laughs) for this course. And now when I tell him that he's like, great. Yeah. Because what he's realized is, and he says all the time, and I want to dive into this because we've worked with a lot of people that, as Clay likes to put it, are trying to do what you're doing, but they're not hitting the mark. And for me, it's about authenticity. It's about business and work ethic. Like there's a lot of things, but for whatever reason, you are so tapped in to not only yourself and what's coming through you being the messenger holding space for that, but also your audience, your tribe, your community, and what they want and need. It's like the most effortless. It doesn't feel like selling. And I think that as a marketer is a dream to have a client that can, you know, do a post. And it's definitely a sales post. And your audience knows it. You know it. We all know it but still the amount of authenticity and like engagement that comes through is honestly one of the coolest things to witness. And so now every time you're like, well, this is the magic number I'm thinking of. And I'm like, great, because your intuition is, has been so spot on throughout these launches. And there's two pieces to it that I want to talk about on the business side. And I don't think people get to celebrate um, what a, Krista called you a savage the other day in business. <laughs> I love her. I love her for that. That's amazing. We were talking about your launch and she's like, man, Jordan is such a savage when it comes to business. And I've gotten to experience this and um, the intuition that sort of happens, but you have a really beautiful balance that I want to understand more about how you do this. You are so um, sure about certain things like launch dates and, um, pricing, like you're, you know, obviously people who listen to your podcast and know who you are, know that you're a big fan of numerology and, um, angel numbers and all of this stuff. And then you have this very healthy detachment also from what you're doing and creating and really trust us. And I want to talk to you about that and where that came from. Cause I don't have that. I micromanage everything. And a lot of our clients are change this word, change this photo. This doesn't, and we send you two copy pieces of copy and you're like, great, love it. And like fully trust us to do our job. Mm -hmm. And that's part of why I love working with you so much, but you're also so intuitive about other parts of it. So can you like talk to that a little bit? Yeah. Well, it's it's cool to hear it from your point of view because there are definitely things that I feel that I do micromanage, but that's why I do my business so differently than basically than anybody else that I know that's a blogger or a podcaster or somebody who's creating courses where if I choose to work with somebody like the way that I work with you and Clay, that's a huge deal because otherwise I would just do it myself because... <laughs> Parts of it, I do micromanage, but there are things that I'm totally not an expert in. And I realized, especially getting sick, that if I was going to try to do everything forever, I would stay sick. And I would also just limit myself because you can't grow if you're trying to do everything, every element of your business. And what I really love to do is the creative stuff. Like you said, it's all downloads for me. It's very intuition-based. 
if I stop being excited about a project, no matter how, how much I've worked on it, I just leave it and I never go back to it because I have to have that excitement. So to have your help and Clay's help is just invaluable to me because my mind does not think in terms of, of like marketing and numbers. Well, definitely angel numbers, but not analytics and like advertisements and stuff. That's stuff that I had never really done until we worked together. Or at least I probably had tried to do them myself, but with such a different eye for it. So I trust you guys wholeheartedly. I'm so happy to have found people who feel like such a perfect counterpart to what I'm doing. And the only other people that I really work with are my family, which is, you know, really different for some people. But my mom is my assistant and my dad does all my finances. And I've had, I I have some help here and there with other things. But I think it comes back to when I first started blogging seven years ago now, I had so many different people helping me. I signed with managers and I just said yes to everything. And at the time, it was great because it really helped me grow and it helped me legitimize my business. And this was back when blogging was totally the Wild West and people were not really making money. Um, but even back then, I was creating programs and eBooks and selling them and doing that mostly myself. But I I worked with a lot of people. I kind of like let a lot of people in. I had people working for me. I had full-time employees. I had a clothing line. And I just went really big, really quick. And it was very stressful for me. And it took so much of the fun and so much of the intuitive, like creative process kind of away. And I didn't realize it really at the time, but I wasn't very happy. And I slowly... As, as I grew up, because this was when I was like 22, 22, 23, 24, I started learning and realizing the way that I like to do things is really different. And it's okay if it looks so different than how somebody else is doing it. Um, in fact, it's actually the magic in being me, being an individual. So because of it, I have many friends who are bloggers and they're like, I can't believe you don't have a manager and that kind of stuff. And I just know in my heart, it doesn't really matter what other people think or what works for them because I don't want one. Not right now. Um, But the way that I work with you guys, it almost I feel like I have that support, but in the area that I actually need it the most. Mm -hmm. And so I totally trust you. And and that's why I'm like, what should I title it? And what should this (laughs) and what should that? Because... Because in that sense, like I know that that's... You are a marketer with the brain of a marketer. You're so good at it. You've proven that to me time and time again. So why would I not trust you? Plus, my intuition says to trust you. Plus, a couple of days ago, I was seeing a psychic. I meant to tell you this. Okay. <laughs> tell and me. I promise it's relevant. Um, we were talking about business and, and um, he was saying all this really great stuff for my brand. And he's like, oh, there's a woman who you work with who's like... Compared to my energy, more of a barracuda energy, and she's going to like, <laughs> she is going to take you to the next level. And my best friend, who I was with, she was like hitting me, like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "I know exactly who that is, and that's you." Mm-hmm. Um, so barracuda is a good thing. I love that. I'm a savage, and you're a yeah. Barracuda. <laughs> yes. And oh I my god, it. I love that. And I actually had a um 
psychic reading a couple of weeks ago too. And uh, anyway, I, I would love to talk to you about that, but I love this answer. And I think what's really important for me to tell you is you think you that, that you aren't the expert in these things, but usually when you're like, this is the number I was thinking. And like, this is the launch date I'm thinking it's like spot on. And it's almost shocking how spot on your sales and marketing intuition is. And I find that when a product or service or offering is really meant to come through, it just flows and it doesn't have to be this whole crazy launch. And with you, we're about to go into launch very soon, which I want to talk about, but I don't have like the regular launch stress because you're so trusting in your process. And I have other clients and other launches and I love everyone and they're so different. And I was just thinking how blessed I am with like my current workload. But something about working with you, you nailed it. It's very different than anyone else I've worked with that's like as successful and like has the reach that you have. Like typically, like you're saying, if you have this kind of reach and you know, you would have a manager and if you're putting out this type of content, you would have like a content creator. But part of why I think you're so good at it is because you did it for yourself for so long. Like you did the content, you built the pages, you designed the eBooks. So now you kind of know what goes into that and what to look for when you're hiring out. Because no, marketing is not your zone of genius, nor should it be, but it definitely comes naturally to you to like record a video, you know, talking about an upcoming thing because it's authentic. It's actually real and you're actually excited about it. And that's what Clay, you know, comes back to. He's like, she's so like what so many people are trying to be, but for her, it's real. Like she's living it, you know, like, and you really let us in. And that's sort of the next thing I wanted to talk about was like, your brand is a lifestyle. Your business is a lifestyle really. And your lifestyle has changed over the years. I know, you know, you used to be a vegan and then you weren't, and then you got hate for not being a vegan and like all of this stuff, your brand is evolving. And then, you know, since Lyme, it's totally changed since then. And I've been fortunate enough to be close to you during this process and see how it's affected your business and your time management priorities and all this stuff. But basically, you know, the question is for the brand that you've created, how do you decide what to do next in terms, I get your intuition is important, but on the business side, um, how do you really decide where to put your focus, where to put your time, especially knowing where you're at right now, you don't have, you might be tired, you know, or you might have like a flare up and might not. So I guess how, since you've, your business has evolved, everything has evolved and your community seems to be evolving with you, which is beautiful. Um, but time management is a big thing for me and I'm not sick. Mm -hmm. And I see you responding to emails and getting everything done. And I just, what has your, you know, priority around business been in the last couple of years? Yeah. Well, it's definitely changed a lot where I always prided myself on being super available, getting back to people right away on email and Instagram and messaging and being super available to my readers and my podcast listeners. And I still try to be because I know that that's what's gotten me to this point. I'm very, very grateful for the people in my community. So I don't ever want to not respond. But I also have realized that in order to be healthy and have more of a a balance, I have to turn off at some time and not just like respond to inquiries as they come in. So 
honestly, partially getting married and being with Jonathan has helped me a lot because being in such a close relationship and we've lived together for a year and a half. But before that, I lived by myself in my home was my office. And like, I never turned off. Being with him has really helped me see that he leaves the office and he comes home and he kind of expects me to do the same. And I, it has taken a really long time for me to actually kind of do that, but it's really helpful for me and for my relationships and for my health. So I try to shut off which is really important. And I say that because that's something that I haven't always done. And that's what being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and working with social media will do because clearly it's always right here in, in the palm of your hand. Yeah. So, well, and your lifestyle really is so much of your brand. So it's like sort of different for me because, you know, my followers don't necessarily care like what I'm having for dinner, whereas right. yours, yours do. I know. And And so like, how do you make those kinds of decisions knowing that? And I guess I'm asking from a place of what I'm going through too. Like as an entrepreneur, the more we work, the more we make. And I think you're really good and have inspired me a lot in just manifesting abundance. And you really aren't, I can honestly say in it for the money, it's so obvious working with you. Like I'll want to charge more and you like hold down to charging less so that more people in your community can afford it. You wanted to do a payment plan the first time around, which was totally not on my like sort of in my strategy and, and it worked. And because you wanted people to be able to afford what you're putting out there and, and the cost is like almost irrelevant in a way. And it's really amazing to see, but also knowing that if you post that thing or if you get that course launched, like that's what your audience wants and sort of finding that balance between what you need and what's going to be best for your business I'm, I'm at a loss right now in my own business on like how to prioritize that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I always come back to the fact that I feel very, very, very lucky to be the person that is my brand because it really works for me and I'm not sure what else I would be doing. And I mean, I wouldn't. And I was thinking about this today in this sound bath meditation I was in, how just how... <laughs> So Jordan, <laughs> I, I believe in so many lifetimes and like we have so many lifetimes to come. And I was getting already nostalgic about this life, this life, this is such a good life. And I mean, I totally believe we can have that in every life, but I feel like being the person that is at the center of my brand, the balanced blonde. So like you said, when I'm sharing with people, it's my dinner, it's my workout, it's my travels that's really fun. And I have had to learn how to shut off, especially for the, to be close to the people in my life so that I'm not always on my phone. Cause I really don't like to be on my phone when I'm around people. I'm, people are surprised, but I just don't, I don't like to look at my phone at all when I'm really truly spending time with somebody. So I've had to find that balance, but it does come back to, I'm really not in it for the money and I never was. And I can tell when when people are. And I think a lot of people can. And so not in a judgmental way, but there are a lot of people in the social media space now creating things and creating courses and offerings and books and endless amounts of resources, coaching programs, etc. And um, I don't know. I think that you can tell when someone is very authentically genuine. And I... <laughs> 
I think for me, there's a good balance between working with brands and that's part of my income, having my podcast with brand sponsorships, that's part of my income. And then what I create for my audience is really, it's like, it excites me so much because I always wanted to get to a place where I could just simply have offerings for my audience that are so authentically true to who I am and what they're interested in and things that can really help them and inspire them and benefit them without having to rely on basically working with, with, I love working with brands, but you know what I'm saying? Not having to rely on really anything else. Cause when you work for yourself, the ultimate goal is like just work for yourself kind of thing. And I don't know. I, th- I just think when you keep building something authentically and knowing that it takes time and for me, never thinking like, putting all my eggs in one basket of one course or one ebook or anything, just knowing this is the beginning of so many special, incredible offerings to come and know, knowing your audience. So my audience is all over the board, but a lot of people are rather young. And I'm, I'm so aware of how much they're willing to spend. And I really, it, it's created for them. So I want them to be able to have it, that kind of thing. And... Yeah. I was going to say something else. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, as you were saying, it comes to me. The number, the the launch date. I, and that's because I'm obsessed with numbers. And I'm so excited that we get to launch this next course program on 201. So I know. So was, I know. That was I was, kind of your idea because I was, I was trying to rush it. Well, now I know your angel numbers and mm-hmm. it's like it's very important. So I'm like, okay, how can we launch this right in, from a marketing standpoint, but also like aligned with Jordan and what she needs. And I think that's, I mean, I, I will, before I get into this launch, cause I do want to talk about what, what is to come, but thinking about everything you just said, it brought up a lot of questions for me. And I've been thinking about this a lot is around authenticity around like being a social media blogger, because when you sort of read your bio or um, not even your bio, but like, if you look at just from a on paper, you have a blog, you have a lifestyle brand, it's plant-based, like da-da-da, like all of that. Like, I don't feel anything when I hear that, but then we see you and we get to meet you and we get to know you and it's so authentic and you are living it like so through and through. And to me that there's just no like way to get around that. Like if you don't authentically believe what you say, what you say, if you're not so grateful for your audience, like you are so in gratitude for your community and creating things for them that it just doesn't feel like selling. But my question is when you do have to sell something, like we do have a launch coming up. A lot of people, I have this problem. I have a hard time asking people to buy something, even though I know it's going to change their lives. I know it's going to be really valuable, but like putting a number or a price on me. And I know I have a lot of clients and a lot of people that want to do what you're doing, that want to create courses that are healers or, you know, incredible healers that want to put this stuff out there, but have such resistance to selling themselves. And it comes not to say that you're selling yourself, but at the end of the day, you are selling yourself. Like you are in sales as an entrepreneur and the product is in fact you um, at the bottom of it. And just how, how is your relationship with that so sort of confident? And was it always that way? Well, I would say it's definitely evolved over time, but 
I know how much work and effort and love and energy and passion that I pour into each project. So I kind of base the price off of that. So my first ever plant-based eBooks, which I created in 2013, were priced at $35 each. And I don't even know if that was based off of what else I was seeing in the market because there weren't that many people doing anything like that at that time. But it felt right to me. And it did really well because clearly it's quite affordable compared to many programs and courses out there. And also there was not the same type of landscape that there is today where there's countless bloggers for any type of interest that you would want to buy a program for. So I remember pricing that at 35 and, and them selling really well and me being so over the moon excited. And that felt like a really good price for for the time that went into it and the effort. And I had never even had a job before. I was still in school. So I was just kind of seeing what's going on. It's just putting things out there. Now, I mean, for example, Waking Back Up to Your Own Soul, which which came out over the summer with you guys, is nine weeks of audio. It is so much like energy to record nine weeks worth of audio and meditations with with a printed PDF too. So it's like written and it's audio. So it's yeah, it was incredibly valuable. I wanted to charge more. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I knew it needed to be at least what we charged, which was yeah, 333. And it had to be an angel number. It was literally a course channeled from angels and ancestors. It had to be. And I knew, I knew we could have charged more and I, but you didn't. And I think, I think like everything you're saying right now is just, I've learned so much from working with you because you have, you can't just like be super woo woo all the time and intuit things and like not actually put it into action. And I think that's the beauty of working with you is you, you understand when something comes through, that it's coming through for a reason and you have to take action on it. So it's not just like, oh, I channeled this thing. Then you recorded nine weeks of content. You hustled to get that thing done. Like you've been working on this new ebook you're working on like day and night, like shoots, rewrites, design, all of the stuff. And when you have that match, when you have that middle ground between letting your intuition actually have the front seat, but then, you know, listening to your intuition enough to know what needs to get done that day to produce something really good, it's going to work. And it's just worked so well for you. And I mean, it's nice to see you like sort of succeeding in the way that you stand out because there are a lot of people that like want to be doing what you're doing and you really do stand out. And to me, it's the authenticity. Like that's what it is. And it's really fun for me as somebody who values that above most things to see that winning. As a marketer, it like allows me to sleep at night that, you know, I can't have every authentic human out there that I love as a client, but at least like if I'm not helping them with their voice or their messaging or their ads are getting out there, people can still see it and they can still smell it. And that's who they're going to buy from. And that's who they're going to be loyal to. And it's just so fun. Like, And it's totally like, I'm very controlling. And so you're super trusting and just seeing the way that you run your business has allowed me to soften a lot in my business. So I know people look up to you for a lot of reasons, but like the biggest way reason I look up to you is actually how you run your business. And, And you're so honest about it. And I love that your parents are like, 
in the weeds with you. I was like laughing at your story last night when your dad was complaining about your, like, it's just a beautiful thing that you've created. And in a sea of something that could feel really inauthentic, um, you've managed to do something that you love and do it successfully and allow, because your audience trusts you, you can evolve from being, you know, plant-based vegan, like learning about recipes or whatever to now having this line journey. And that's sort of the last thing I wanted to ask you is the haters. So one thing that I deal with a lot with a lot of my clients are negative comments, like eating them alive. And even I have like a very small following and something negative eats me alive. And I know, especially since Lyme, you've been like publicly bashed. And, you know, before that it was, if it's not one thing, it's something else. And one thing that you and Gay Hendricks have in common, you have a lot of things in common, but your attitude on life is like contagious. And you're two of the most successful people that I know that are really like, your work doesn't feel like work. And he's like, I haven't been in a bad mood in 40 years. And anyway, all of this stuff. And and you're just like, I'm just so grateful for this life. Meanwhile, I was like in tears an hour ago about traffic. And, and every time I talk to you, it's just the best attitude ever. And I also know that it hasn't been super easy. And I just want to know how you sort of handle that. I mean, it's so public sometimes. It's so hard. And I always say haters mean success because if you have haters, um, but still can't be easy to be going through something and, and feel that and see that. Yeah. Well, I've definitely gotten my fair share of, of haters. I, I feel like I have way more than like than other people with my same size following. And and like you said, maybe that means I'm doing something right. And it really all began when I stopped being vegan in 2014. And I had death threats and uh, people who had my address wanting to kill me and crazy things. So I really do believe that dealing with that on such a large scale at the age of 24, gave me a really thick skin. And I wasn't aware of this at the time, but it gave me such a thick skin that now there's hardly anything that can really get to me because it was that was the worst of the worst. It was awful and it lasted for several years. And I mean, when my first book came out, which was all about breaking vegan, finding balance, overcoming this eating disorder... Um, I got so much hate. I got equal amounts of hate as I got positivity when this was like a really positive like story of overcoming hardship. So I had a lot of that and I had, it just, it came it, with the territory and I was very aware of that. And now from a much more spiritual sense, as I've done so much of a spiritual deep dive for the last few years, I see so clearly that anything someone hates about me is something that they hate about themselves. And I'm just the vessel. I'm just, I'm just the person that they're directing it toward. So for example, yesterday when I um, was sharing that the medical medium is coming on my podcast and I'm such a huge fan of his and, and he deals with a lot of controversy, the amount of hate that I got was astronomical but a lot of people who don't even follow me. So people who are coming over from him and just horrible things like death threats, again, like very threatening things that made me think like- What is the matter with people? I don't know. And that's who why my Who sends dad, a death threat? 
I know. And I was showing my parents and my, I don't know if you saw what yeah, my dad said, so where he was like, this is what you should tell them. And it was so to the point and hilarious. And, and we try to make light of it because at the end of the day, I don't have anything to do with how angry some of these people are. And if I did, I would take responsibility, but I know I don't. So, um, yeah. Well, that's how I deal with it is I, I just, and I, and I speak up, like I tell my parents and Jonathan, like what has been said to me. So it doesn't eat away at me in silence so that I can have someone outside of myself be like, people are crazy. Remember? And it doesn't have anything to do with you. And it's true. Yeah. I, I think the big, my biggest takeaway, actually what I'm realizing in this conversation with you, and it's a realization I had earlier this week is like, Deborah says this, like you're, you are so in the seat of the observer. It's amazing to see. And that's what a spiritual practice gives people. And I think I get there and I, and then I have days where I'm just not the observer. And I was asking Emery, actually, we have a mutual friend who I look up to in business. Like I'm obsessed with him and he's so successful and so deeply spiritual and he'll be having like $25 million deals that like could be going wrong and just like doesn't waver from the observer and like knows if the other guy's getting cold feet, it's his fear, it's his money story. And I've done all that work, but so often when it's my own, like I've, I've talked about this on my solo podcast last week, I had a client recently fire us and they were unhappy and blah, blah, blah. And I knew from the beginning that the story that they were in, that she was in, was going to stop her from being successful. And I still took it so personally at the end when I got blamed. And I think having like listening to you and listening to Gay Hendricks, like a positive mindset and like no ego around it. And working with you, you really don't have an ego. If I need you to record like a little video for me to use as an ad. You just sit there, you record it. You, I know you're not sitting there re-recording 25 times because your hair doesn't look good. Like you really are like, this is beautiful. What's coming through. This is how it came out. Here you go. And it's just kind of amazing to witness and to see. And I feel that that aha moment about Gay Hendricks too, is like your ego is really removed from it. And you are here to be of service. You're here to be a vessel. And you're living it. And what I do love though, too, is that, you know, you're not, it's not so far out of reach. Like I happen to know you watch Vanderpump and I love Vanderpump. Stassi's actually my dream guest. Same. I want her. Okay. You'll probably get her before me. Let's make it happen. But she's totally my dream guest. Cause I just think what she's been able to create out of that is so inspiring. Like what a boss. She's and amazing. But anyway, my point is, is that like, you can recognize you're not like always living in the, this like realm. It's like, you're the spiritual body, like living fully in 2020. And that's what, um, when we went to Nepal last, and I've, I've talked about this on the show before is I asked, um, this Baba, we sat at his feet at a Shiva temple. And he said, if you want to be a monk, don't put on orange robes and live in San Francisco, like go to Nepal, go to India and be a monk. If you want to be a householder, which is what they call us because yogis actually in Nepal have taken like a vow of poverty and renounced everything they own and all that stuff. So they call us householders on a spiritual journey. Um, He said, be there. So like, if you want to take hot yoga, go to hot yoga. Like if you want to make money and have an abundant company, that's great. As long as you live in integrity and you're in, and you're in service. And so I feel like you really like encapsulate that 
Like you, you know, you have nice things, you have abundance and you're like so deeply rooted in growing spiritually. And the most successful people I know in business, it's funny because this podcast is always supposed to be about business and we end up talking about like our intuition and Mm -hmm. spirituality the whole time. Like you do have to have a business sense. You do have to understand business, which I know you do, but the more you can rely on your spiritual practice and teachings to bring that into your business, that's like, that's what works. Yeah. Because it's also intertwined at the end of the day. I don't really think about my business sense to be much different than my personality or my spiritual side or anything else, because it's all so intertwined. And like you said, it's about having trust. And I really trust in all the decisions that I make. And I try to live by my human design as a reflector and not make any big decisions without waiting 28 days because I changed my mind so many times. And that's why by the time I even come to you and say that I'm writing this plant-based ebook, Mm -hmm. I've already thought about it for at least 28 days. I mean, even if I haven't made any action, it's like, do I want to do this? Is that really how I want to spend my time? Yes. And so it was a huge yes. And for that, one in particular that's coming out on 201. I actually Well, perfect timing because we're about to wrap up and I was just going to transition into oh, yeah. talking about the ebook. So let's, let's do it. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, um I have put so much energy into it. I've to the point where my parents were saying, "Don't you think you should charge more than you charged for your course in the summer because you've clearly been working on this like 12 hours a day for months now, um, which might be an exaggeration, but I mean, a lot of time. Um, But I still know, like, I want to make it relevant to what the content is, which is that it's this beautiful ebook with a healing program, 22 days to inspire people to eat salt, oil, sugar-free, vegan, among so many other things. Food combining. Actually, I can't wait to for you to see it. Like, right before we got on this call, I literally finished it. I mean, like right then. So, and I'm so excited and everything. And I've been saying to Annalise, our designer every day for weeks, like I'll send it to you tomorrow. I'll send it to you tomorrow. Cause I keep adding stuff, but yeah, I feel so excited about it. I love that. It's something that can live forever. Like we'll have this group go through the reset together for 22 days and we'll probably do that several times. But also people can get this this ebook at any time. Which yeah. I don't really want to call it an ebook because to me it's like it's a cookbook. It's not- no, it's it's so much more, which is why I wanted to charge more. But I'm so grateful for, you know, the lessons you teach me in that because it will get to serve more people. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, a lesson that I learned recently is I'm, you know, I'm I have this big opportunity coming up, which I'll tell you about offline, but I'm gonna get in front of a lot of people. And I was like, I have no call to action. And Emery was like, sometimes people just knowing who you are is enough. Yeah. I, and, I, and I think that you have earned that trust and you've done that. So now when you have this offer, like this, what we're calling it is an ebook, but we're actually not calling it that. And I'm excited to tease a little bit. Um, what we're launching is it's, that's just part of what um, is coming. And so we've got this whole thing that Jordan's going to be announcing very soon. And it's just fun to witness and it's fun to watch. And I'm excited for it to come out. And I'm excited 
to keep launching things together because whatever Clay's like, she's our dream client. She comes up with this like amazing offer that's so spot on for what she's going through with her audience, et cetera. We give her the strategy. She does exactly what we say. And it's like a wild success, but beyond me succeeding in it and me making money and you making money, which is like a part of happiness. I do believe abundance is real, but your audience is like transformed. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm interested in marketing. Like if I'm going to serve somebody an ad seven times and they click up and swipe up on it, like their lives are going to change for the better. And, and I, I know that every single time your audience sees an ad or an offer, anything from you, like the brand partnership is made out of integrity. Like you've tried the pro, like it's just, you have earned the trust and now it's just time to like keep making awesome business decisions yeah, and flying. So it's just, I'm happy to know you. I'm happy to know you. I'm so, so happy and so grateful to be working together and for all of the expertise that you bring into my life, you and Clay, and just all the great things. I mean, even when Clay and I were on that call earlier this week pertaining to the upcoming launch, I'm so happy to be like, Clay, what do you think? And what what do we do here? Because I'm interested in certain things. They're very creative and they're very, they're on one side. And I mean, I'm interested in all of it, but I'm particularly interested in sharing my energy with all the creative part. Yeah. And I think, you know, to just end on that note, if it wasn't for you having your gifts, we wouldn't have a job, right? And like, if it wasn't for us having our gifts, you wouldn't be able to get it out to as many people. So it's a great partnership. It works well. You're one of our favorite people to work with. And I'm so happy to have this conversation because you are truly a boss when it comes to business and you are so humble. Um, But just getting to work with you has been awesome. So I'm excited for people to know this side of you. If you want to learn more about Jordan, she's the balance blonde on Instagram or the That's where her course will also be announced on February 1st. So stay tuned there. Do you have any other calls to action? Your podcast. I do. It's called soul on fire. Just launched season two today. Season one lasted for three years. And then I took a break <laughs> and it was very, very needed, the break. And yeah, those are the best places to find me. Great. Yay. Well, Thanks I'm so excited. Yeah, I'd love to do this again, you know, when we're five more launches deep and can absolutely reconnect and keep sharing and holding space. And yeah, so thank you everyone for being here. As always, we wouldn't be here without you. And until next time, keep growing. <laughs>